Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. Very pleased that Laura Karin, she is the NASA County Executive. She's served in that position since 2018. She's a ninth executive to hold that position, the first woman to hold the office. She represents more than 1.3 million residents, also a former reporter for the Daily News and New York Post. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Zev, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I don't see any radio credentials in your biography. I just see the New no York Post radio, and Daily but News. They, they do tell me I have a great face for radio, so who knows? <laughs> they tell me that all the time, too. <laughs> so how is the race coming along? Because the fact is, though, I would say that the biggest opponent you have is probably apathy, where people don't even know about the election. Well, that's why I'm working really hard to get the word out about this election and why it's so important. And I'm very proud of the fact that Nassau County has been ranked the safest community in America. That's for two years in a row, according to U.S. News and World Report. And I am the only candidate in my race to have law enforcement endorsements. My opponent has none. And uh, the cops know that I have their back. And our communities also really value safe communities as well. So that's really part of the of the magic recipe that keeps us safe. We're, we're, we're making sure that we're investing in our police and in our corrections and all of our law enforcement, and we're also working hard always to build trust between community and police. And we also have the highest vaccination rate of all 62 counties in New York State. We've got the highest rate of vaccination with a very positive approach, getting the information out there, removing barriers to access, and that's what's really helping to power our recovery. And then third, we have finally, under my leadership, we have tamed the beast of, of chronic deficits in Nassau County finances in our own budget. Chronic deficits. We've been in the red for a very long time. We were called the most fiscally irresponsible county in America. That was according to the New York Times. So we've turned those chronic deficits now into consecutive surpluses. We are in very good shape through fiscal discipline, through refinancing our debt at very low rates, and we're actually now in a position to provide tax relief, to cut taxes, $150 million over the next four years for our residents. And you mentioned about cutting to, taxes, you know, fiscal but discipline. I've seen the television commercial your opponent say, if you vote for Laura Curran, you means high taxes, and also she supported bail reform. How do you respond to that? Well, I was very clear to talk about bail reform first. When this first came out, I was very strong in speaking out against it. I, I wasted no time and made no bones about it. I wrote an op-ed in the Daily News back in 2019. I was on TV. I was on Fox and Friends uh, saying that this, this bill went way too far. You know, my number one job is to keep our community safe. And I will absolutely speak up if something is going to jeopardize that. Um, I put together a coalition, a common sense coalition made up of law enforcement folks from across the island, not just Nassau, to come up with solutions to what I called a debacle. You know, solutions like extending the discovery period. It's much too short right now. Uh, solutions like giving the judges more discretion in their cases when it comes to bail. And, uh, you know, so that's just, I was very clear. My record is very clear on that. And when it comes to taxes, I have not raised property taxes on the county portion of your tax bill, which is the one portion I can control. Uh, I've not raised it one penny since I got into office. And because of my fiscal discipline, 
we're actually now in a position to cut taxes. I think people would love to hear that. Everybody likes when they hear the word cut tax as opposed to high taxes. How has inflation affected, though, Nassau County? It's real. You know, unfortunately, we are seeing supply chain issues, labor shortages, and unfortunately, we are seeing prices rise. I think anyone who does their own grocery shopping can, is seeing their, their grocery bills go up, you know, 20, 30, 35%. So we want to do everything we can to help our businesses recover and to help our, our communities recover. We have federal money, COVID recovery money that we are now pushing out in the form of grants for small businesses and for nonprofits, and we're also sending checks, $375 of this COVID relief money direct to households so they can help pay for the groceries, back-to-school clothes, you know, getting haircuts for the kids, whatever it is. We want to make sure that everyone is part of this recovery and can take part in it. And the beauty of the fact that we have a, a budget that's balanced so we can pay for all of the services, you know, whether it's public safety, health department, social services, we're good. We're in good shape. So we can actually use this federal money now and push it out into our businesses and to our residents. How do people take advantage of the $375 rebate to each household? What are the qualifications for that and some of the other relief for small businesses? So for small businesses, they can go right to our website. It's nassaucountyny.gov slash boost nassau, B-O-O-S-T, nassau, and you can apply right online. Or you can make an appointment. We have an office at Boost Nassau Resource Center right in Eisenhower Park. We have uh, staff there speaking all different languages because, as you know, so many of our businesses, uh, so many of our entrepreneurs um, might not, you know, might not have English as a second language. So we want to make sure it's available to them as well. And as to the HAP, uh, if you receive enhanced star or you have an exemption because you're a senior or a disability or limited income. That will come automatically to your household. Um, if you make between, if you make under one hundred and sixty-eight thousand nine hundred dollars, you can apply, and you can apply by going to that same website. You can apply, and you have to show proof of income. If you make more than that, you can apply. You have to show proof of income and also COVID hardship, so medical payments, death payments because of COVID, uh, extra childcare that you needed. Uh, so you had to buy extra equipment to telecommute or expand your internet for, for distance learning, anything like that, then you would be eligible for it as well. So go to the website, see if you're eligible, uh, and we want to make sure that we're getting this money out there as quickly as possible. People are already getting their checks. Now, in New York City, they have COVID mandates where in order to work for the city, you have to have a vaccine. What, I know that you're made some progress here with COVID and, and vaccines here in Nassau County, but what do you think about mandates? So that is not my approach. Um, our approach has been very positive, and I think that's why we have the highest rate of vaccination in all 62 counties of New York State, and we're the second highest in the nation among large counties. And it's a positive approach that removes barriers to access. We are bringing, our health department is bringing the vaccine right to businesses. It's bringing it right to our own employees, whether they work in a Department of Public Works garage or a police precinct or a station house, uh, an office building, whatever it is. We also have our homebound. Our medics are bringing the vaccine right to the homebound, people who can't leave the home. And we're also making sure that we're communicating with all of our communities, whether it's the Orthodox Jewish community, whether it's the Hispanic community, the Persian community, what have you. And we're speaking the language 
literally and figuratively of the community because often it's those tr- trusted messengers. If you have healthcare professionals who are from your own community talking to you about the benefits and the safety of this vaccine, that is much more persuasive than a more uh, sort of top-down approach. We know that we have to get buy-in and we know that we have to make the case. And I think it's been successful. That's why we're number one. That positive approach really does work. So you would say mandates probably don't work, but the more positive approach does work is what you're actually saying. That's right. I believe the positive approach is working, and I think you can see it. The fact that we have close to 95% of adults 18 and older in Nassau County vaccinated with at least one dose tells you this approach is the winning approach. Our guest is Laura Curran, the Nassau County Executive since 2018, running for re-election. What, tell us about your relationship with the Jewish community, which is a sizable one, especially in the five towns and the beaches. So I have been so grateful for the warm welcome that I've gotten in the community. I've spent a lot of time in the five towns um, and other Orthodox communities as well. When we had a spate of anti-Semitic graffiti on the North Shore, we made it very clear that we have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism of any kind. And uh, the police commissioner and I made it our business to visit the shuls, to visit the synagogues on, on, on many Saturdays talking about what we're doing to keep the community safe. And I have to say, the Orthodox community is one that really values public safety. They've been incredibly helpful as well. You know, the community meets, meets us halfway, which makes a big difference. And I know that our law enforcement really appreciates the support that they get in the community. Um, at the fact that I am the only candidate in the county executive's race that has law enforcement endorsements, I think speaks to the fact that they know that I respect them and they know that I have their back. Honestly, public safety is the most important thing when it comes to running a government. If people feel confident going to shul, if they feel confident sending their kids to school or starting a business, that is really the bedrock of a civil society, and it's something that is my most important responsibility. In fact, I saw you at the anti-Semitism rally in the five towns in the summertime, which is a tremendous display of community support against hate, against anti-Semitism. That's right, and I think it's very important to come out and be very clear that we do not tolerate anti-Semitism at all. And uh, I'm, I've never been shy about that, and I, I had a chance to visit Israel, actually, with Rabbi Billet, who Rabbi Emeritus of uh, Young Israel of Woodmere, right before the world shut down in February of 2020. Had a wonderful time, and I'm just so inspired by the resilience and the strength and the warmth of the Jewish people. Now, yes, every elected official appears on the program. This is the toughest question of the interview, Laura. Is okay, I'm ready. You go to a lot of Jewish events, kosher events. What is your favorite kosher food when you have to sample different uh, sites and different events? So my favorite would have to be cholent. <laughs> the uh, I could I actually am looking up recipes to make it in my own slow cooker because I could I could eat that every day. It's so satisfying <laughs> and delicious, and there's so many varieties of it as well. I think you're the second elected official to tell me, Chell. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> Eric Adams told me sushi gefilte fish. We had some very interesting responses to that. I told you it was the toughest question of the interview. Now, Yes. I do have to say, whenever I go to an Orthodox event, the sushi is always the best I've ever had and beautifully displayed as well. Now, you're the third Democrat to hold the position in 80 years. I'm referring to county executive. Nassau County is considered more Republican than Democrat, even though things are changing. So with a strong race for district attorney, how do you think that will affect the county executive race that you're running in? So I am 100% focused on my race. I do know that Todd Kaminsky, as a federal prosecutor, never lost a case. 
I think he would make a fine district attorney. Uh, I, of course, am 100% focused on my own race. And, of course, I've been very clear on my thoughts of bail reform right from the very, very beginning. And I felt it was important to make it clear. Again, my most important job is public safety, and that's one that I hold sacred. Now, we've talked about crime. What about gang violence? Some of the most vicious, violent gangs do have a base in Long Island. Yes, and we have a very good gang unit, and we have seen those numbers go down. In fact, we have seen between last year and this year, we've seen major crime of all kinds go down 5%. Homicide go down 38%. Residential burglaries go down, and car thefts go down. However, we always know that criminals find new ways, and we want to make sure that we are on top of it. So we really are investing in intelligence-led community-based policing, making sure that we're watching everything, we're on top of everything, and also understanding that the community and their input is often part of the solution. And that's why that trust between community and law enforcement is so important. And I just have to say, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community, their respect for law enforcement and their appreciation makes our cops' job that much easier. So we're grateful for the partnership. But part of the problem we're seeing is the drugs and the opioid crisis, which has afflicted many communities, including the Orthodox Jewish one, the free flow of drugs, and you have these gangs. And now with more immigrants coming in from open borders, are you seeing more of a rise in those kinds of situations where drugs becoming more prevalent? You know, we are seeing overdoses because of COVID, because of people being isolated, depressed, anxious, um, economic insecurity. We did see our overdose numbers begin to tick up after we made great progress. So we want to make sure that we're, we're tackling the enforcement part of it, but we're also making sure there's enough treatment for people, that there's education and awareness and treatment options. In fact, there are so many treat- treatment options, and they're often culturally relevant ones in different communities. Our goal is to connect people with these resources to prevent, to educate, and then to treat should we need to. Uh, you know, but as I say, major crime is going down. We are not letting our foot off the gas. You never rest on your laurels. You always have to stay a step ahead. And one thing I, you know, I just want to put out there, we have seen some senior scams. Uh, there really is a special place in hell for those who pray on the elderly. So we want everyone to be aware we're doing workshops and seminars all over the county with our seniors about how they can avoid being scammed by these uh, con artists. It's not only seniors. There's affinity targeting. And even in the five towns, there have been members of the Orthodox Jewish community were taken to a scam where they lost millions of dollars. So affinity targeting is when you pray in the same place and hang out together so you're more prone not to do your due diligence and invest in something which is which is wrong and which is illegal. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, if something seems too good to be true, no matter what your age, you know, you can trust, but always verify. If, if it sounds too good to be true, hang up the phone, don't answer the email, and feel free to call the police. It's never an overreaction if you think you're being scammed. What's your big, biggest challenge on the campaign trail? What are you hearing from people? Biggest challenge is, you know, what I'm really looking forward to continuing is keeping us safe, keeping our fiscal discipline, and making sure that we're, we're, we're supporting our small businesses, supporting our downtowns and making sure we have the kind of housing that our young people want. All too often, they leave. So, you know, supporting affordable housing in communities that welcome it, where it makes sense, making sure that people have ways to get around besides driving, you know, whether it's adding bike lanes, we are adding bike racks to our nice buses, adding more pedestrian amenities. All of that will make life more attractive here 
for, for all of our residents, but especially young people. That's really our biggest challenge. And, of course, infrastructure. Uh, our coastal communities are deluged with these storms that are coming. I was just in Island Park talking about a big storm mitigation project that we're working on. Our big challenge in the future is making sure that we can withstand our, our changing climate. Because, you know, what happened is a lot of people have been moving to Long Island because of COVID. So we're seeing a rising amount of housing prices go up significantly because of the, the supply and demand. That's exactly right. Our housing market is on fire, which is good because people want to live here. They want to invest here, both private businesses and residences. So the the question is now, how do we increase our housing stock in a way that is, is responsible and in a way that the community can welcome? Um, I'm very proud of the fact that we finally broke ground down at the Superblock in Long Beach for housing, apartments, and condos. There's a beautiful development going up in Garden City. Lynbrook's coming online with some great stuff. Westbury, Mineola, Farmingdale. You know, it's happening, and it takes some political courage to get it done, but I'm there, and I'm ready to help in any way that I can. We have a few days left to Election Day. So what are your plans in going out, for example, to reach out to the Jewish community? Well, I'm taking absolutely nothing for granted. Um, I just, uh, someone in the community invited me for Shabbos dinner, actually for Shabbos dessert this past Saturday. I was very grateful to come and just talk one-on-one with people. I think when you have real conversations with people and you take their questions, that's the way to win their trust. And again, you're never done. You always have to work on winning the trust of the residents, and I'm going to be working as hard as I can to have as many conversations right up until Election Day. Um, I, I recognize that I am a public servant. I serve the public, and I want to make sure that they know uh, what my plans are, what I've been able to accomplish, and how I will always be answerable and responsible to them. So that's what I want to do for the next eight days. That's terrific. When you go for Friday night to Shabbat dinner, they usually don't serve chunk. That's usually for Saturday afternoon. So make sure they give you a tasting of the chunk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, they have a lot on your plate, but you wish to add that, yes. Yeah, a lot, but it's, it's, uh, it's well worth it, and uh, I'm looking forward to perhaps seeing you in person next time. Look forward to having you on again, and it's the first time, but we look forward, and thank you for being part of our special pre-election broadcasting. Thank you for having me. And that here is Laura Carr in Nassau County Executive running for re-election. Talk line radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the talklinenetwork.com. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.